Hey, good morning. This is a Tucker speech test. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Um, we had a, a technical issue the last uh, show that we did here. And the moment we started airing like a 12-minute block of speech from Tucker Carlson, the mic cut out entirely. So, um, you know, we air from Austin. It's not legal in this state for the state to interfere with speech on a social media platform. So based on the location, they are not legally allowed to do this. <clears throat> now, we have had minders that have come by and posted, reported the room, tried to, you know, interject and, and cut the mic. So there's been all kinds of hackles and things that have happened to this program, but none as obvious as when Tucker's tonality came over and the AI flagged it and then cut and dropped his mic. That's not okay. And if it happens again, I am going to report this to Colin. So this is a speech test. I'm going to run Tucker Carlson's last Tucker on Twitter segment, which is about 13 minutes and 22 seconds in the entirety. I'm going to invite people. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay, so they're all invited. This is going to run through, and it's going to go forward, and that's how it's going to go, and how it goes is how it goes. If this gets choked off and the mic gets cut, I'm reporting it to Colin, and then I might, if I don't get you know, a reasonable response from Colin about this, I'm going to file a complaint with the state of Texas. That's how this works. So if we're going to test the law and the enforceability of the law, this is my First Amendment. This is the unsanctioned citizen. You don't sanction Sheila Dean, and you don't sanction the speakers on my show. So that's how this rolls. So here we go. Mute the mic, and then I'm going to queue up Tucker's segment, and then it's going to run entire. I think you wanted to talk before I get this going. Did you want to say something? All right. Well, I'm just going to queue up his show. He's ready to go. All right. A tweet Abbott sent commemorating.
instructor. These were the times. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. The Biden administration <laughs> arrested Donald Trump this afternoon. They had him arraigned and fingerprinted in a Miami courthouse like the accused felon he now technically is. These were the first steps in a process that is designed to put Donald Trump behind bars for the rest of his life. Cable News carried every moment of it live. It's unprecedented, they told us, with what looked like shock. But they weren't shocked. They knew this was coming. Everyone who's paid attention knew it was. What just happened was always going to happen. It's been inevitable since February 16, 2016. That's the day Donald Trump made a blood enemy of the largest and most powerful organization in human history, which would be the federal government. Despite what you may remember, it wasn't anything that Trump had said about immigration or trade with China or rapists from Mexico. Those are the stories that dominated the headlines that year. Trump's a racist, they screamed. Stop him! But inside Washington, that was just noise. None of it really raided. Identity politics doesn't mean much to permanent Washington. What matters, then and now, is foreign policy, the invasions and occupations and proxy wars, the decisions that determine which global populations will thrive and which will die, the policies that come with trillion-dollar price tags, the ones that, over time, have made the counties around D.C. the richest suburbs in the world. In Washington, that's what actually matters, and it's obvious when you look carefully. When there's a debate about anything else, for example, the debt ceiling, both sides take their assigned positions and they start yelling. But when Congress decides to start a war, no matter how foolish or counterproductive or obviously disconnected from America's core interests that war may be, when that happens, the leaders of both parties automatically jump behind it like circus clowns. And then they stay there, sometimes for decades. They defend that war relentlessly against all evidence until somebody finally rings the all-clear bell and they can begin to admit that actually, maybe it wasn't such a great idea. We meant well, but it just didn't work out. The good news is, we've learned a lot of important lessons. In the end, they usually do say something like that, but only after emotions have cooled and the damning details have begun to fade from collective memory. It's an apology that's not actually an apology, much less repentance, and it's years too late to matter in any case. But until then, that's all you're getting. Until then, no dissent is allowed. That's the first rule of Washington. But somehow, Trump didn't bother to follow it. He is from out of town, so maybe he didn't know it was a rule. Or maybe he just didn't care. Either way, seven and a half years later, we can point to the precise moment that permanent Washington decided to send Donald Trump to prison. Here it is. It's from the Republican candidates debate in Greenville, South Carolina. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. They lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none, and they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass right. okay. destruction. Okay. All right. Go. We should never have been in Iraq, Trump said. We destabilized the Middle East. Now, by the time Trump said that, a lot of Republican primary voters were starting to reach the same conclusion. How could they not? But it was the next line that doomed Trump to today's arrest. They lied, he said. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and they knew there were none. Now, when he said that, a few in the crowd booed. Most just sat there in silence. He said, he said it in any way. Saying that, faith, that was the one for not to say, because it implicated too many people on both sides, which on this topic is really just one side. Hillary Clinton was guilty of it, but so was Paul Ryan. All of them were guilty. They all knew 
they all lied. And to a person, they hated Donald Trump for exposing them. After that, it was pretty clear that even if he did get elected president, Trump was going to have a very hard time controlling the federal government he was supposed to be in charge of. Most of permanent Washington decided that thwarting Trump was the single most important mission in their lives. Everything depended on it. Many of them said so publicly, but others didn't say so publicly. In fact, the stealthier ones took another path. They ran toward Trump, not away from him. They sucked up to him. They ingratiated themselves to the man they intuitively understood was susceptible to flattery, which Trump is. And they did this in order to subvert his new administration from the inside. There were a number of these, and you could spot them immediately. They were flatterers. Invariably, the ones who flattered Trump the most hated him the most and disagreed the most strongly with his views. We saw them in the hallways of the White House and at press conferences. They were there slobbering over their boss with elaborate self-abasement as if they were addressing a monarch or a god. It was a scene from the Ottoman court. It was filthy and decadent, and it was false. Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham in the Congress, they all called Trump a visionary genius up until the moment he lost power, and then they unsheathed their real agenda, as always the neocon war agenda, and they piled on with maximum force. Here's Mike Pompeo, for example, on Fox News this morning. President Trump had classified documents where he shouldn't have had them, and then when given the opportunity to return them, he chose not to do that for whatever reason. When somebody identifies that, you got to turn them in. And so that's just, that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents. So that's wrong. May future historians hoping to unlock the mysteries of late Empire Washington study that clip, because it will reveal everything. That very same Mike Pompeo, the one who's sneering at Donald Trump on TV this morning, that guy served Donald Trump as both CIA director and as Secretary of State. Those are the two most powerful jobs in the federal government. And as he worked in those jobs, Pompeo promised, in fact, he swore to support the president's agenda. Why? Because that's the way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president, it's about you, the voter. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn. His every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his ideas, as a man would, Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most over-the-top way imaginable. Ask anyone who worked in that White House at the time, who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo. That will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that. But Mike Pompeo did it effortlessly, with relish and verve. Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, in the approved phrase, because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? What a lie that is. Mike Pompeo knows that's a lie. He spent his entire life in Washington. Washington is a city where internal memos about Labor Day are classified because everything is classified. 
Your government has classified more than a billion federal documents, most of them boring and pointless and a danger to no one, and locked them away in secret where you can't see them because you may be an American citizen, but not really, and therefore you don't have the necessary clearances to know what's going on. And by the way, none of this is done in order to make America safer, any more than COVID restrictions were designed to keep you healthy. No, it's a caste system. That's the point. And you're the untouchable in this hierarchy. Mike Pompeo knows that. Everybody who works in Washington knows that. How many secret documents do you think Dick Cheney took home with him while he was running the Iraq war? How many did his wife read? She never had clearance. We'll never know the answer because no wires in his presence. He'll never be indicted for this. Of course not. Dick Cheney is a neocon. Donald Trump is not. Dick Cheney supports war with Russia. Trump does not. That's the difference. The rest is just a distraction. The prosecution of Donald Trump is transparently political. He's literally Joe Biden's main political opponent. He's polling over 60% among Republican voters right now. So Joe Biden is doing what no president has ever dared to do. He's using law enforcement to lock up his chief rival. That's happening right now. Anyone who denies it's happening is lying to you. But actually, it's worse than that. Trump's prosecution isn't just political, it's ideological. Nobody with Trump's views is allowed to have power in this country. Criticize our wars and you're disqualified. If you keep it up, we'll send you to prison. Message Washington is sending. Not just the Democratic Party is sending, but both parties are sending. Like so many Republicans, for example, the supposedly conservative governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, spent yesterday totally ignoring the destruction of the American justice system. Instead, he signed a highly important bill called the Crown Act, which according to the celebratory tweet Abbott sent commemorating it, will quote, prohibit discrimination based on textures and hairstyles historically associated with race. In other words, in Texas, cornrows are now protected by law. Having unapproved views about Ukraine is not. That's fine with most elected Republicans. They find Trump tiresome and embarrassing. Their donors hate him. They will not be sad if he dies in jail. But what about voters? What are they learning from this spectacle? Well, mostly they're learning that they have no power at all because nobody cares about them. But they already knew that. Unlike so many of our elected leaders, they have been to America recently. They know what it looks like. Have you seen it? If you've got a few days this summer, find out. Take a road trip and see for yourself. Drive 500 miles in any direction and then come home. How are things looking? Well, they should look great. The federal government spent $6.5 trillion last year. That's more than any government has ever spent, ever. So at the very least, you would expect pristine public roads. Oh, no. That's not what you see when you drive around this country. There are potholes and Jersey barriers everywhere. Looks like Tegucigalpa before the Chinese decided to rebuild the infrastructure of Honduras. We don't have China buying our roads. So they're falling apart. You'd think the people you would pass on your road trip would look happy and prosperous. Again, this is a very rich country. But a lot of them don't. Quite a few appear to be strung out on drugs. You see them shuffling by shuttered storefronts in small towns. And you wonder, as you see all of this, where did all the money go? It's certainly not here. Well, it's in Washington. It's in Fairfax and Loudoun counties and in leafy, perfectly manicured northwest D.C. And, of course, a huge chunk of it went to Ukraine, to Zelensky and his friends. Not because you voted for that. You didn't vote to give it to them. You never would. But because Joe Biden and his many allies, from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan 
and every single news anchor on all of television, all of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure are all more important than the town that you live in. They sincerely think that, and it's obvious. Everyone in power thinks that, except for Donald Trump. Whatever else you say about him, Trump is the one guy with an actual shot at becoming president who dissents from Washington's long-standing pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact, they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him. And that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime. Even if you don't plan to vote for Donald Trump, even if you would die before voting for Donald Trump, which is your right and a lot of good people feel that way, even still, the destruction of our democracy, which is the right of voters to support any candidate they want, even candidates who don't want war with Russia, the destruction of that should keep you up at night. Yes, Donald Trump is a flawed man, but his sins are minor compared to those of his persecutors. In this life, we don't get to choose our martyrs. We can only choose our principles, and America's are at stake. no audio, I'm going to go back and review this entire tape for the whole 18 minutes. Can anybody hear me? If you can, just send up an emoji. You can? You can hear me? Okay, thanks. Um, oh. All right, there we go. Who are you there? Oh, hey, Brady, can you come up and say something? Right. Microphone check. Hey, Brady. I just I ran, just like, ran a like a 13, 13 minute plus segment uh, for Tucker Carlson. And the, according to one of the listeners, the audio was muted the entire time. Like it was so anything with Tucker Carlson is, is being chalked by an either by an AI or something. And that violates two things, Texas state law for censorship and banning of social media. And the second mm -hmm. thing it violates is Rumble's policy, because the clip that I was I was running this from was off of Rumble. It wasn't off of Twitter. Mm -hmm. It was off of Rumble. Uh, so in Rumble what? owns Colin. So they've got mm. they've got a legal issue if they have if their AI has chalked Tucker Carlson. 
and his his relay on the platform, there's an issue. There. Mm. That's weird. I play videos on my call-in all the time, no problem. Yeah, I know, but they're not Tucker. All right. Well, I gotta try this. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the only only problem you found so far, huh? Well, I mean, I've had you know periodic problems, but I don't know where it's really coming from. My uh, my mic will drop on the platform for you know all kinds of weird reasons, you know. So the 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 automation is checking it, so it's platform based. Hmm. That's that's how I'm I'm kind of estimating it. It's platform based. Yeah. So in both cases, what they're doing is not legal because I'm airing out of Texas. Interesting. And they're in violation of of Rumble's policy because Rumble has, you know, it's Tucker's Rumble account. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So they shouldn't be censoring cross-platform form. That is very strange. And uh, it's the, it would be the first um, proof of censorship, I guess, going on on call-in. Yeah, let's let's see if it's actually true. I'm going to run the tape. It's only yeah, like it 20 minutes right now, but you know, I'm glad mm-hmm. we're having this this legal discussion on call-in. Um, I don't know yeah. if they're going to let me kind of pull it out, but at least it, it went out. I'm going to send a copy before I go. I'm going to send this direct message. To basically everybody in my list, so they all have copies. <clears throat> that way, they can't say that this didn't happen. I might run a secondary test, you know, with a recording. Because if this magically disappears, if this conversation magically disappears, I'm just going to run it again. Because, <laughs> I mean, the AI wants to censor, so, you know, they will fail on, on legal counts. And then if they fight me, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, Colin. I'm going to report you first to Rumble and then t- to the Texas AG. Excellent. Fantastic work. Well, I mean, I don't want to do this because Colin is a friend. Colin is a good friend. They've provided space. No, Colin's kind of a, a dead space also. <laughs> Why is it a dead space? <laughs> dead space. <laughs> it's like an echo chamber. Yeah, it's like an echo chamber. How do you chamber, mean? You know? Like, I can barely communicate on any of these rooms because everyone has me blocked or banned. And then if, if you allow a speaker to speak in a room, uh, anyone that speaker has blocked is going to be blocked for the rest of the room. Blocked from the chat, blocked from, especially if you have them as a mod, they can block you from the chat even. But uh, You know yeah, what's really strange? Gregor had the power to block people on my list and... For that, I didn't. I didn't even have those power. I don't have the power to, to block people. Wow. I mean, I, I do, but I, you know, I didn't I realize. Think I wondered that, why you blocked me from that. Like, why did she have me blocked? It must have been him. I didn't block you. Yeah, it must have been Gregor. Yeah, and and that's that's why Gregor's no longer 
um, a co-host because I realized uh, he's been blocking a lot of my listenership. He's a master blocker. I told him that's the word I like to use is a master blocker. Well, if, if that's what he did. But it appears that, you know, either Colin blocked the listenership or Gregor did. Nah, it's, it's more than likely Gregor. I think he blocked me once before, too, on his own shit. So I, I, that's why he's not on the show, is that he was blocking people without talking to me about it. Rude. Well, it's also, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a breach of trust. So I need. I asked yeah. Colin to reset all the people that he's blocked. He's basically become a functional minder by proxy. I didn't block. There's certain people that I have blocked. It's like three people that I don't want to talk to. What a creep. Creep loser. Well, I mean, I'm not sure that well, it, I mean, I'm not sure it, that it may be the platform. I don't think so. I, it's possible, you know, that they're they're reaching around to like do things, like you know, so they they're not afraid of censoring over there. There's so many leftists on the platform that they've flagged anything. They'll flag anything. Well, they're Greg just flag happy. Admitted to blocking What's that? Did, didn't Greg like admit to blocking blocking people? Yeah, he admitted to blocking William. And Williams invited, I, I have said, Williams invited on my show at any time. And because he yeah. didn't clear that with me, he's no longer co-host. He doesn't just get to go in and, and, and you know, cancel whoever he wants. He'd probably cancel me if he could. <laughs> he had an agenda. He had an agenda of becoming, like, co-host, and somebody was coaching him from behind the scenes like no no you need to make me an administrative like he was really pushing hard to get those administrative um, administrative powers and then Colin took took him out like if you go to the desktop he doesn't he's not a co-host on the desktop version nice well if you ever need help co-hosting and I'm free can do <laughs> well Brady we don't share the I'm same not... values I, I I you know at least Gregor and I share <laughs> shared more more uh, political yeah, and religious values slow your values roll down slow your values sorry <laughs> no that's fine no I mean it's offended. it's you know but but Brady I mean you're you're welcome here I mean I, I like talking to you, you yeah know, that's you're, cool you're welcome to come talk here yeah yeah no pressure but yeah my values are very scientific, <laughs> logic based, <laughs> based in logic. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, that's funny though. <laughs> that honestly, like, that gave me a yeah, good but, what, but it wouldn't be the first time I've been stabbed in the back by somebody, you know, who, who's, you know, in the Christian faith. So, you know, but they just, that's just somebody who's a backstabber who needs to be in church so they can, you know, reform their, their ugly ways. I don't know if that's the place to do it, but more power to them. Or less, I'll, I'll say less power to him. <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, I talk to Colin. I do consider Colin a friend, but if if they're if they're allowing this, it's it's not okay and it's not legally conforming. Mm -hmm. 
So it's possible I might just have to go get a lawyer to help me with it. But first, I'm going to give him Damn, bad girl. press. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give yeah. him bad press first because I just got about 800 new press contacts to promote the show. And the nice. first thing out of the gate is uh, is going to be a notification that, you know, if if they fight me on this, I'm, I'm going to make a noise. <laughs> Because they're supposed uh, to be the free speech platform. They're supposed to be right. the, the open mic of, of uh, social podcasting, the go-to place when, when uh, those despots at Clubhouse kick you out. You know, that's, right. that's what this right. is supposed to be, right? Okay, but if they're going to violate right. Texas law and they're going to censor audio of Tucker Carlson on Rumble's platform, then they can't, they can't run around with that... that uh, that on their chest. I think it's more than likely a technical glitch. I don't think it's a... It just seems so specific and strange. Let's, let's like, put it in front of Colin first. Let's put it in front of Colin before we get all threat-driven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, exactly, I have yeah. a, a process. And if they, cool. they screw the process, cool. and they, if they dig in and they say, we have the right to do this because we're ideological. And the AI is ideological. You know, if they dig in... Then yes, lawyer, press. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, I might not be able. I might get locked out of my account. Well, I appreciate your Go efforts ahead. all the same. I, I, I would advise you maybe uh, make a proxy as well. You know, it wouldn't hurt to make a proxy account. Let us know what's going on on the other side somehow. Yeah, I already have one. <laughs> my backups have backups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brady, you have a good one. Thank you for this. Likewise, good talking. Take care. Good investigation.